The football huddle is a metaphor for our culture, imperfect like all metaphors. In that huddle is a bunch of folks that are black, brown, white, red, yellow, liberal, conservative, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, Buddhist, and Hindu. We are slim, fat, short, tall, fast, and slow. We are analytical people, and we're impulsive people. We have some of the finest men on earth, and heaven knows we got a few rounders. We have been through the fires of Bear Bryant and Bo Schembechler, or some such coach that knows exactly how to extract every ounce of our energy. Americans see all that, and they resonate with it. They crave it. They take it and us into their hearts. The men who are in a place in the huddle have experienced the miracle of team. The training camp experience is unbelievable. It is day after day, week after week, two a day, three a day practices in the heat, often in 14 pounds of equipment. Many drop out, numbers thin, and everybody thinks about quitting. Trust me, everybody. For those who do stay, there is the opportunity to participate in the greatest team sport ever devised. It is the only sport in which every player needs every teammate on every play just to survive. We learn ever so slowly that our differences do not matter in the huddle. When we trudge in after each interminable workout, we know that sweat smells about the same on everybody's body. When we get busted in the mouth, that blood that trickles is the same color. Everybody's tired, everybody's hurt. It is in this process that the miracle occurs. Men who've been raised to hate each other's guts become brothers. I've seen racists reformed. I've seen the most unlikely hugs after victories or losses. I've seen inner city kids invite country boys from the mountains to go home with them for Thanksgiving dinner. And I've seen those invitations accepted and reciprocated, thus changing parents' lives. Our players become brothers for life. It is what America is supposed to be, could be, might be in our best dreams. A little bit of a different start to the podcast this week. Um, not sure if any of you have heard that before. That is the huddle by former coach Bill Curry. Um, it is just fantastic. I uh, hope everybody listening right now is is healthy. Um, crazy times of this world. Hoping that everybody is doing what they can to make a positive change and also staying safe. So, um, sending our love to you. We have a great show for you this week or this Sunday here or whenever you may be listening. We have Trey Turner. Big play. Trey is joining us for about, about an hour, over an hour. We sat down with Trey, talked about his career, talked about Virginia tech, um, and a multitude of other topics. We had some great letters from the lunch pail. That was fantastic. So thank you to everybody who submitted those. Other than that, Got some other news on the Cruden Trail here. Mateus Carroll out of Gilman High School, three stars, six foot five, two hundred and twenty pounds, committed to Virginia Tech today. I gotta tell you, I was watching his film. Huge a fan of what he has going on here. He had reps where he was at a stand-up end, where he was down in three-point stance at end, B-gap stand-up. He dropped back into coverage a little bit. Showed motor throughout his entire film, but he had one specific play where he was chasing down a jet sweep, shed two blockers, um, just relentless chase to the ball. So really excited about that. He's got a knack for batting down passes, which you love to see from an edge rusher as well. 
And uh, Matei has given some great insight as well, our good friend over at 24-7. This guy used to wrestle. He was a wrestler. And uh, a pretty damn good one, too, coming from Maryland. And uh, Virginia Tech beat out the likes of Maryland, South Carolina, West Virginia, Vanderbilt. That's two SEC schools. Louisville, Pittsburgh, and the school up north, the University of Virginia. So we beat them all out. Another huge get for the Hokies here. Uh, just to close out the month of May. I can't believe it's June already. It's crazy to think that it's June. On that very subject of things sneaking up on you, today I go to the refrigerator, go to grab some almond milk to make my uh, to make my shake this morning. I'm out of almond milk. Uh, you running out of toilet paper? People are running out of toilet paper. Hand sanitizer, that's a tough get. Where can you go get these important, crucial supplies that everybody needs in their home? Main Street Pharmacy, Jeremy Counts, Listen, the guy loves Blacksburg. The guy loves Virginia Tech. The guy is here. He embodies Oot Prosum. He is giving back to the community and making sure that you have everything that you need to hold it down in these difficult times or whenever. So give our guy Jeremy Counts a visit at Main Street Pharmacy. Great friends of the podcast, run a great business. So Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg, check them out. Other than that, everybody stay well. We got some big-time guests coming up here in the next two weeks. We'll announce that on our Wednesday podcast. Um, I think you guys are really going to be excited about what we have coming down the pipe here. But without further ado, here is our friend, big play, Trey Turner. All right, everybody, welcome back. Today is May 31st. It's a Sunday at 1.43 and 10, 11, 12 seconds. We have Big Play Trey here, which we are super excited about. But first and foremost, we have to uh, address something before we get into it. I wanted to take a second to address what's going on in the world right now. Um, we usually keep politics out of this podcast, but this is a human rights issue. As a human race, we have a responsibility to respect and fight for equal opportunity across all races, religions, and classes. I know that Pat G and myself share that notion and stand with you, Trey, in these tumultuous times. You're a former teammate of mine, a friend. I got love for you, and I know all three of us will continue to do what we can to leave this world as a better place than we found it. And I encourage everyone listening to this podcast, regardless of where you are, to do the same. What's going on, guys? Like, like the statement, Billy. Like, like, just like you're saying, man. It's just, it's just crazy to see all of this happening so consistently like it it's, it's just going on for so many years and and it's like now people really want to notice the problem it's like we already we already had this problem from since i was growing up like i'm growing up listening to the problem seeing everything happen in the world and it's just it's crazy like now everybody takes into account and be like what's really going on and, and it just like just seeing that and then hearing our coach talk about it today in the team meeting we had a meeting at uh, one o'clock and coach hit on he hit on the return day and he hit on the whole George Floyd situation and just hearing my coach talk about stuff that I, I know deep down he really like he doesn't like getting into that type of deals because stuff like that hurts him like he has he has players that he's coached for years that that go through situations that and it's just it, it, I know it hurts him so just seeing him go into depth like today he talked about it for like 15 minutes and he just went on and on and like just really hit on different points like he was watching videos like he saw everything that was going on and and it just it, it was nice to see him really talk about it and yeah this is rough what's going on and I, I really 
pray every single day because you never know what can happen, who can be next, or what can ha- like what can actually happen next. And just living a daily lifestyle is different now. Absolutely. And again, we stand behind you. Again, from fo- from the football, um, you. you know, I've had teammates, friends, brothers of all different color- colors, different backgrounds, and. Um, but I just thought that we should definitely address that at the top of the podcast. But without further ado, we're super excited to have you here. we got a multitude of topics to talk about. Grayson, for those who don't know, and if you don't know who Trey Turner is, Grayson's going to fill you in right now. Grayson, who's joining our podcast today? First off, if you don't know who Trey Turner is in Hokie Nation, you've been living under a rock for the past two, three years. So without further ado, Trey Turner is a junior wide receiver from Greensboro, North Carolina. First off, hashtag North Carolina 2VT where he is a product of Northwest Guilford High School. Last season, Trey was the top receiver for the Hokies, catching 34 passes for 553 yards and four touchdowns. He's currently a Hokie favorite on the Twitter timeline and a true ambassador for the Virginia Tech football program and the university as a whole. He is currently studying public health. Big play, Trey. Welcome to the Sons of Saturday, brother. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Absolutely. So we're just going to jump right into this. You had offers from Penn State, the University of Florida, Ole Miss, North Carolina, and the U. Why did you choose Virginia Tech? Honestly, if you, if you want me to give you my honest answer, like I, I grew up with Mook Reynolds. Um, Hendon Hooker was a big-time football player in my area. And my sophomore year of high school, I texted Hendon. I said, whatever school you go to, I'm going. And – he committed to Virginia Tech, and then at that point, I knew I was coming here. I know the co- like if any coach watches this, like like listens to this podcast, they're gonna be mad because I waited a whole another year to commit, and I already knew <laughs> I was going here the whole time. Like I knew I was going to Virginia Tech as soon as Hendon committed. <laughs> right, and then I don't know. Every time I came up here, it just felt like a family. Like if I got the family vibe every time I the very first time I came to the school, it was it was Beamer's last home game. All black uniform versus UNC. Quinshaw Davis had the game winning touchdown. I, I remember I remember that. But ever since that game, like I saw Lane Stadium, I'm just like, why would I not want to play in this? It's that simple. It's that simple. It's like, why would I not want to play here? Heck yeah, man. No, that's great. So who were some of your biggest role models in your life and why? Oh, my biggest role models. Um one of my biggest role models is Chris Paul. Um, when I was at a young age, like growing up, watching my older brother play basketball, my older brother is another role model of mine, but I'll get to that one after I talk about Chris Paul. I, I was watching my brother play basketball, but I was also watching Chris Paul and how he carried himself off the basketball court. Because as you saw him on a daily basis, you wouldn't really know that he's a big-time NBA player. He, he's not going to flex, like, all the money that he has, nothing. He's a normal normal adult like and he carried himself so well so like at a young age I'm already watching Chris Paul like I'm a fan of Chris Paul I'm watching all the Hornets games I'm watching every every team that you go so I'm watching Chris Paul games because I, I took notes from him like all my life and then I was blessed to play with his team like when uh, 15 and under through 17 I played with team CP3 and I was able to be like under his right wing because he would come to games he would be at the hotel with us he would have dinner with us, have different conversations. Like that was a, that's a big role model in my life. And I can still text him any day and just say like, uh, 
something happened, like what, what advice can you give me about this situation? Like during the season, if something bad happened, I, I'll, I can text him and he can text me back and I'll take that and I'll really think about it, like process what he said and I'll use that. And then my older brother, PJ Hairston, he, that's, that's one of my biggest role models just because we went through so much as kids and he's really like, we've been there for each other more than I've been there for anybody. Like that's, that's like my, my best friend, that's my big brother. And he played basketball and football, but when I was watching him play football, I didn't really, I didn't really care about that because I don't know, I wasn't really a football fan as a kid. But then watching him play basketball, him become top fifteen in the nation, and and still like I took notes on my brother. Like I, I don't want to shame my brother, but I, I took notes on the right and the wrong things to do growing up because situations he was put in that I make sure that I didn't get put in like that. That's the type of situation that I have with my brother. Like I learned a lot from him in the right ways and the wrong ways, but I'm, I'm blessed. Like that, those are probably my two biggest role models, honestly. And then my mom, my mom is the strongest, strongest person I know. And I can go into depth about that, but I, I, there's no need for me to do that. Like that, that's, that's my number one. Like that, you see, that's the strongest person I know. That's incredible, man. That's, Crazy. You got Chris Paul's number. Your brother's awesome. You know, did his thing down at UNC. And then my mom's my role model, too. And I, and I think I can speak for Bill and Pat. You know, they'd say the exact same thing. So, right. You got to love your mom. Trey, so when I was doing my, my pre-pod research here, I had no idea that P.J. Harrison was your brother. So that was the first thing that jumped off. Had no idea. Loved watching P.J. at North Carolina. What kind of – so you said you weren't a huge football fan growing up. When did you start getting that love for football? When did that, when did that start? Uh, I'm sure my coaches can tell you all that. I didn't really get the love for football until I got to Virginia Tech. And in all honesty, like growing up, I, I, I would watch football because either my brother would watch it or my dad was watching it. But it was never like, can I watch football? I want to watch football. No, it was never that. I, I played in middle school for like a couple games. We, we were all right. I played quarterback. We were all right. And then I realized that football is not for me. So then in ninth grade, I, I, I sat back and I realized that, all right, I'm getting – like my body was hurting from football. So I, I texted my coach and I was just like, uh, I'm probably not going to play football this year, but I'll probably play next year. I'll probably play next year. But in my head the whole time, I'm like, no, I want to play basketball. Like that's what I want to do. I want to be a basketball player when I grow up. So then I let that whole year go by. And then I, summer workouts, I went into 10th grade uh, and – I got to play on varsity and then I really started liking football. The only reason I started liking football is because my teammate, Thomas Hennigan, he played wide receiver. He goes to App State now. He was one of the best football players I've ever seen in my life. And I was playing with him and he had such a demeanor to where like, we're going to win and like everybody's going to do what they have to do. I took notes from him because I'm playing with him and I don't want him to hate me because if he hates me, then that means the whole team going to hate me because he's our best player. So that's when I really started liking football. And then I, I developed my true love for it at Virginia Tech because I realized how much it really does for a lot of people. And then how did, how did those – so you've mentioned before that you've relied on basketball as something that you've taken some of the transi- transitionable qualities and skills from basketball to football. Talk to me a little bit about what those skills are and how you take what you learned from basketball and apply it to football now and playing wide receiver. It's actually so many things that you can apply from basketball to football. And people don't really realize it. Like, releasing off the line of scrimmage is like the same way 
this, this is what Coach Wiggins taught me. Coach Wiggins taught me. He said, you, you're a hooper, right? Like, I remember some practice. You're a hooper, right? Act like you're crossing somebody up. That's how you can release. I'm like, uh, okay. So then if you think about that, like, the way you cross somebody is the way you try to release to make somebody miss you. And, and rebounding is the same way as going up to get a jump ball. Uh, what I could say, change of direction in basketball is the same way it can be applied. Like shuffling, you do that in basketball. Um, backpedaling, even backpedaling, backpedaling down the court. Like, it's so many situations in basketball that can relate to football. And that's what I really learned. And that's when I realized that I could be so much better at football than I actually am right now. Talk to me a little bit about the different coaches you've gone through and how they've each helped progress your game. Coach Wiggins and Coach Williams, they, they are they are two great coaches, but they all have they both have their different styles of coaching. Coach Wiggins was more of like more of being an influencer, like off the field. Like he would he would I would listen to Coach Wiggins from when he would come to my school in high school and, and recruit me and, and talk to me for It'd be a whole hour. Like he would just sit there and talk to me in the, in the office. Like, and that, that's probably what happened to my English grade that year, though. But I'm not going to get to that situation. But Coach Wiggins was more of like just keeping it straight with me. Like he'd just keep keep it real at all times. And he'd tell me the things that I don't want to hear. Like he would make sure you hear the things that you don't want to hear before he tells you the things that you want to hear. And and that's why I really like Coach Wiggins because it took it took everything out of me to finally get a compliment from Coach Wiggins. To, to finally get him like, all right, you might be doing something. I, I'm like, okay, okay. And then Coach Williams, he's more of a – he's very detailed in his work. Like, he's a, he's a very technical coach. Like, he, he, he wants us all to strive to be great. And I like the way he attacks every day the same way. He's, he comes in with all the energy. Like, he's the coach that's going to bring the energy to the room if, if there's no energy in the room because he's always going to have the same energy. And he attacks every single day the same way. Even if you don't want to hear what he has to say, he's going to say it. Like, he's going to re- repeat the same things that you've been hearing that you're going to make sure you understand what's going on. Like, the ways with plays, the way he does plays, we could, he could send us something and tell us to study it. But then the next day, we're going to do the same exact studying that we were supposed to do last night, and then he's going to quiz you on what you have on this play. Like, ball, like you could, he's going to make sure that you did what you had to do to know the plays. And – Coach Wiggins is the same way. I'm not, I'm not, they're, they're both great coaches. Like, that's why the, the conversation that I have with both of them is great. Like, I can really go to them about anything and they will help me in any way possible. So, Trey, talking about on the field here, um, you know, you, you are in that, I think it was the Exit Light 18 class. Uh, a yes, lot sir. of that class was North Carolina folks. And um, your first game, <clears throat> first game at Virginia Tech, as a true freshman, is under the lights Labor Day night at Florida State. They're doing the swag surf. We got the whites with the matte maroon helmets. Electric atmosphere. Grayson and I were there. And big play Trey goes out there and makes his first big play of his Virginia Tech career. What was it like being in that kind of atmosphere on the road for your first ever college game as a true freshman? I was scared. <laughs> if you want me to be honest, I was scared. I had the butterflies were crazy. The whole warm-ups. And then Coach Wiggins, he made sure he was he, he made sure he let me know. He said, "You look scared." He said, "You look scared. You need to get that look off your face. You look scared." He said, "I ain't gonna put you. I, I'm not gonna put you in. You look scared." I'm like, so now after he said that, the whole time I'm just thinking, oh, I hope I play. Like, I hope I play. And then they put me on. They put me on the first drive of the game. They uh, because I think uh, Kume came out for one play. Kume came out for one play, and they put me in. I'm like, 
we're on the 20 yard line. I might score, but then we caught a run play. And I'm like, okay. And then the next play, Damon scored. The play. I took that first one because I'm like, okay, I went in one play. They took me out, and the next play is a touchdown. I'm like, but I'm a freshman. So I understand. I understand what's going on. <laughs> so then that whole game, and then I'm seeing the swag surf and all that. It, it was crazy seeing the atmosphere because then they're wearing all black. They, they got a new coach, and you don't know what to expect from them, for real. And we got out there and we killed them. And I'm like, okay, I like, I like what's going on. Like, this is, this is college football. You can have all the hype all you, all you want, but who's going to come to play? That's, that's what it is at the end of the day. Later on that same year, Sons of Swiss Army Knives here. In your time at Virginia Tech, you blocked a kick, you returned a punt, and you've been used in the infamous speed motion. We won't get into the jet sweeps. You've addressed that plenty of times. <laughs> but is there another phase of the game that you're working on or another side of the ball that you want to be involved in? What are you working on this offseason to get better and improve yourself as a player next year? I've just been trying to develop to be the, the guy. Just being the guy, like, just to where I can do everything. Like, the reason why I was getting a lot of rushes instead of receptions is because it was a lot of things in my in my wide receiver game that weren't developed yet. And I knew that going into this offseason, and I've been working on that. Like, that's just you know, what I've worked on because I want to be, like, I want to be the guy, like, that, that we go to if, if we need something down the field, if we need a run. Like, like any of that. Like, I want to be the guy. So I've just been developing into becoming the person that I'm supposed to be, basically. And it's a lot that I'll do, like route running, uh, strong hands, like getting on the jugs, like strong hands and taking care of the ball. Like even those, those two fumbles that I had last year, they hurt because when you think about it, I, I fumbled against Furman and they had momentum for a lot of that game after that fumble. And I took that personal because it was my fault. And then UVA, I fumbled, turnover. We lost that game. And I, I take that personal. Just like Kentucky, I dropped a pass. I dropped the pass. Close to the end of the game, I dropped a pass. We're driving. And I'm like, it, it's got to be my fault. Like, we lost. And I'm going to take that personal. So I took, I took notes. I, I take notes. Take everything personal. And then I, I work on being what I was supposed to be last year and making sure that there's no question as to what is going on with Trey Turner. After the Kentucky game, you put as your banner the the drop from the Kentucky game, and you hold yourself to a very high standard. And I, just from knowing you, I know that's not just something that a lot of people just put it as their banner and put it as their banner because they want people to see it as your banner. But I know that that's actually how you approach everything. And I think that's a huge credit to you, the way that you were raised and um, your maturity that you look at every opportunity as a learning opportunity and something to get better from. Is there something that you attribute that from? Is that a quality someone instilled in you? Where did you kind of get this um, looking for a learning opportunity regardless of the situation? My mom. That's, that's why I told you she's my number one. I, I saw her go through so much as a little kid and I, and I still see her being as successful as she is now. She's the CEO of the say yes, Gilbert County. Like she's, she's the CEO. And I've seen her have nothing. I've seen her not have a job. Like I've seen her come from that to where she is now. And I take that into accountability. Like my mom, she could bend as much as she wanted to, but she was never going to break. And I'm making sure that I hold myself accountable because she did all of that for me and my brothers. Like if, if she didn't have us, it's a lot of things that she probably wouldn't even done. And she made sure that she fed us every day and she made sure we were safe and healthy. So I want to repay the favor 
and make sure that she doesn't have to work one day. That's, that's the way I see it. I, want, I don't want her to have to work someday. Well, I know Mother's Day was a few weeks ago, but shout out to your mom, Trey. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Um, to, to, to hear that story and, you know, how she provided for you and your family and your brothers. And um, that's, that's great. Uh, but moving forward, you seem to have a great relationship with this coaching staff, another group of people who have cared for you. And you see how some people talk about Coach Fu and company on Twitter and out there in the ether. From a player's perspective, how has this current coaching staff impacted your life? From a player's perspective, uh, this coaching staff has impacted my life in so many ways that I've never really had any type of impact. Like it, I, I had a dad growing up, but it was a lot of stuff we went through as my, in my young ages that I got to get to. I'm not going to go on that. But these, these coaches, like, they all made sure that they treat us how we want to be treated. Like, they, like Coach Hamilton, that, we got here at the same time. And he was just, he wasn't even a, 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 he wasn't a safeties coach. He wasn't a defensive coordinator. He was just Coach Ham, GA. <laughs> he, he, was, he was Coach Ham, GA. And, and Coach Ham, me, we talked every single day. And I could talk to Coach Ham about anything. And I realized, I'm like, why, why does he like me this much? Like, why, why am I able to connect with this guy so much? And then I realized that it's so many coaches on our staff that are the same way. And Coach Fu is one of the most honest people that I've ever met. And People will talk about him so dirty on, on Twitter, and I just don't I, – I laugh at it, honestly, because they really don't know him. Like, I know Coach because that's my coach. I have to see him every single day I go to that facility. We talk on the phone whenever I just feel like talking. Like, that, that's my coach. But he's going to treat us just like we want to be treated. That, like that, he's a head coach, but he's just a perfect – like, he's a, he's a perfect person. Like, he's a good person, I promise you. Like, even if y'all don't really know him like that, he, you're going to get the honesty from Coach Fonte. And that's why I realized that he's not going to hire anybody that's not like him. So why would I not have a good connection with the whole coaching staff? Absolutely love hearing that from your perspective, Trey, especially because, you know, so many different opinions are thrown out there, but you are seeing how the sausage is made every single day. Every day. <laughs> um, so, Trey, you've been – you know, very active on social media. You've been joining some Zoom tailgates for the spring game. Uh, we saw you in there a couple months ago. Uh, saw you on Twitter standing up for students who are getting parking tickets and are really, you know, pretty involved with the Virginia Tech community. First of all, thank you for doing that because, you know, we love seeing it. We're, we're alumni, but, you know, we resonate with that, especially the parking tickets. <laughs> awful. Kill everybody. Just awful. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Tell us about your relationship with Blacksburg as, you know, a community of students and fans and how, you know, your role as a football player helps uh, bring everything together in the Blacksburg community. I feel like my connection with, with the Blacksburg community is just solely based off of how big football is in Blacksburg. And I realized that coming as a recruit and watching how much people get about football players. So I took that into my own responsibility as once I became like once one of the primary players of, of the team, like I realized that I have a voice. I really do have a voice in this community. Like I can speak for Blacksburg if I if I want to. So I did it. Like I just go ahead and do whatever I feel like everybody thinks about. Because the same thing with the parking tickets. There's parking tickets that people have for parking in, in a normal place. The the, the person the place they're supposed to park, they'll get tickets for that. And and 
you just wonder why am I getting a parking ticket? Why do I have a boot? I only have two tickets. Why do I have a boot? Like it's little things like that. It's like I know it, it pisses students off. I just know I know it it makes students mad. So me being a student, as well as an athlete for the football team, I can I can say like I can say whatever all of my student body is thinking. Like I can say it, and that's why whenever they like they'll retweet my tweets or they'll like it or they'll reply. Like I see everything, and I really love the fact that I'm so. Like, I have so much respect for my community, and I get the same respect from my community. Like, and I'm not calling it my community, but I live in, I live in Blacksburg. I'm in Blacksburg, Virginia, so that's my community right now. Like, I, I love them, and they love me. So that's the connection that we have, and I couldn't ask for to be anywhere else. That's why I have remained in Blacksburg for <laughs> three years. You're going to be a part of that community for as long as you're on this earth. They're fantastic people. And again, I, from all three of us, thank you for such a, for being such a great ambassador. It is, uh, it's just great to see. Question for you here. You mentioned earlier that you went to Virginia Tech in large part uh, mm-hmm. that Hennon Hooker went to Virginia Tech, which I did not know. Great little tidbit there. But you're very active on social media about helping, you know, letting recruits know how great Blacksburg is talking about, you know, getting talent to Virginia tech. So, all right, I'm a five-star recruit. I'm sitting here on the zoom meeting with you. Why should I, why should I go to Virginia tech? You're a five-star recruit and you're sitting there on a zoom call with me. I was a four-star recruit. I went to Virginia tech, bro. And I don't see why you shouldn't just come. Like we don't get a lot of five-star recruits. You can be the change. You can be the change for this team, bro. We could run the team through you, bro, this in your freshman year. Do you realize what, like, what this could be with you a part of this team? <laughs> see, you, you could just see that if you came here. That's the only way you could see that. Off the field, though, yeah. why, why do you, tell me why, why should I go to Blacksburg, Virginia, out of oh. anywhere else? I can go anywhere in the country. Why am I coming to Blacksburg? <laughs> oh, you want to know why you want to come to Blacksburg? Why yeah, should, why should you me. come to Blacksburg? You should come to yeah, Blacksburg why? because why not? Like, why would you not want to go to Blacksburg? Have you seen it? It's a beautiful city, beautiful town. You, you, you got all the foods, any food you want, go get it. Any, any drinks you want, go get them. <laughs> Anything you want, bro, go get it, bro. Blacksburg has everything for you. You, you. you have people who care about you. You have families who care about you. You don't even know the families, but they know you. Everybody cares about you in Blacksburg, but you have to be a part of it. That is the greatest yes. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So, Trey, what do you hope to accomplish in, I'll call, the back nine of your, uh, of your playing career at Virginia Tech? I want to be a champion. And I don't, I don't – you can take that whichever way you want to take it. I want to be a champion. Like, if that includes ACC and a national championship – and then that's what I'm talking about. Like, I, I, want, I don't like losing, and I know my team doesn't like losing. So, why lose? Why, like, we have the tools. Like, why lose? Like, we were a young team, but we still have the young team. Like, we're old now. It's, it's now time to grow up. And now we can really take the world over. And when we realize that, that's how dangerous we can be. Because <laughs> we have, if you really look at our, our whole depth chart, we have the tools so many positions that people don't really realize what we have. And I just feel like we can be champions. Like I want to be, I want to win AC championship and I want to win national championships. I think we're all in the same boat on that front. (laughs) We can agree. (laughs) We can agree on that. Uh, So then that means me to ask you this, 
what have you been doing? So obviously these are, these are unforeseen times. There's no team in the history of ever that had to go through what you guys are going through with quarantine and, and trying to find ways to stay in shape. So the, the seniority of this team, the togetherness of this team, how have you been staying in shape? How have you been working? What are you doing to stay in shape? We'll show you my gym. All right, show us your gym. <laughs> I'm going to show you my gym. I got, I got a gym that I work out in. I got a yoga mat here and lay down and do all my exercises on the floor because the dog's staying here. So I can't really like just be right on the floor because you know something. I got my, I got some dumbbells. I got this bar right here. This bar, it, it sucks. But I don't have much sleep. Like this is, this is all I got. I, I do this. I go. We got a hill right here on the outside of our house. This is why I call it gym. <laughs> it's like we were to run sprints. At a, I go outside. And I run this hill right here. I go all the way and all the way down. I do that. And I use that like it's a, uh, you know, Billy, I know you know about them. Uh, <laughs> you know about them tempos. I know, know about, about the tempos. tempos yeah, the, t- the good so, thing about the tempos, though, is I love, I love saying, oh, it's like I was back a player when I was doing 110s. I never had to do the 110s. We got to run the 80s. But you go ahead exactly. and you run, a, you run an 80 with an 100-pound backpack on tray and let me know how that goes. So the I, last for, I, I probably won't do that. There's no need for that. <laughs> So Virginia Tech calls you up, Mr. Babcock, ring, 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 pick it up. Okay. Hello, Mr. Babcock, what's going on? Trey, big play, we need some help. We're starting a travel basketball team of football players to play every other team in the ACC. An opportunity for you to become a champion, not the championship we're looking for, but here's an opportunity right now. We need you to pick the starting five and get you a sixth man. Walk me through that roster and walk me through how you're going to win. I actually love this question. You know that? I love this question, Billy. Um, I feel like, you know, all right, so I'm like I'm answering the phone. Hello? Yes, Trey, how you doing? This is, uh, this is Mr. Babcock. We're looking to start a five-on-five basketball team. You get to have someone come off on the bench. So walk me through. Who's the, who's the six guys that we're signing up, you included, so you need five? Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad you said me included because I, I had to be in there. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, I like our chances with, uh, Breon Murray, uh, a Hendon hooker in there. You got to have TJ Jackson. That's our big, um, I'm in the starting lineup. So I'm gonna go ahead and put my name in there. Um, okay. Trey Turner. That's the fourth. Uh, the fifth would be, Ooh. Okay. Okay. I like, I like the fifth. The fifth would be Tink boy. And then my sixth man would be Shamari Connor. And how are we going to win? You got to sell me on this team. Oh, how are we going to oh, win here? Me? There's a lot. Oh, you, yeah. Co- we got to ask the Hokie Club for, oh. for funding to travel you around the, around okay. the globe. Okay. How are we going to win here? I mean, look who's on your team. You, you got me. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. You, you got me on the team. So I'm going to make sure we do everything not to lose. You know? <laughs> so we're going to win every game. So you can go ahead and sign us up and we can just take it over. All right? All right. Sounds good. Hey, Trey, remember the VT never comes off. Thank you so much. Oh, of course, of course. Go Hogies. Click. <laughs> Fired up about that. Oh, Trey, fantastic God. answer. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Babcock, traveling football, uh, football basketball team. They look into it. Hoki- join the Hokie Club. Trey, tell everyone right. to join the Hokie Club. Join the Hokie Club. Please. Boom. Please, Please. join the Hokie Club. So with that, we're going to roll into lightning round presented by Sharkies. Wing and rib joints on Main Street, where good friends go. Stop in there. They open the back patio. Make a little resi reservation for the folks. Go out there. 
get you a Long Island. Get you a California burger. They got the BOGO burger Mondays. They got the wing, uh, the wing buffet Sunday. Trivia and uh, I don't know if trivia is back yet. I'm sure it's coming back. Bingo is coming back. Not yet. Stay tuned. But Sharky's Blacksburg, get in there, support local. It's a great place. So, Trey, this is going to be the, uh, the lightning round here where we are going to uh, list off some questions and tell us you know, the first thing that comes to your mind. So, uh, G, kick us off. Favorite dining hall on campus? West End. West End. Why? Soups. Soups. Oh, the soups. Go to soup. What's your favorite soup? Sons of soups. Whatever the soup of the day is, that's what I'm getting. Got it. Favorite restaurant in Blacksburg off campus? PK's. PK's. Why? Sweet chili wing bites. Sweet chili wing bites. All right. That's okay. a Mook special. Mook used to get the wing bites. <laughs> Mook all the time. special. Look, yes. we, we used to go to PK's and we used to go to Hokey House. That would be the only two restaurants we eat at during the week. <laughs> <laughs> PK's does have some great wings. Shout out to those guys. Favorite memory in Lane Stadium up to this point? Uh, UVA game. Freshman year. When we, don't, we don't have to I gotta ask say, why. Just, we know just, why. I know why. That's a great answer. I will say, sons of toughness, we were at the pit game in the rain, and you showed ext- – Look, the thing about that game, that's my favorite game. That's, that's my favorite game memory. Like, the, the whole situation of 2018 really, really hurt me. Like, the, I took that whole season personal because of everything that happened during that season, who blew us out, who we really lost to, like – I took that in accountability of what we had to do to them this year that we just had. Pittsburgh, I knew they blew us up the entire game last year when we went to Pitt. That game was extra cold because we were getting our uh, fannies kicked. <laughs> and, and I knew going in that game that we were all motivated because we all went through the same exact cold. So we wanted to make sure that weather was perfect for that game. I'm, I'm telling y'all, that, per- that weather was perfect because <laughs> once I saw them dropping passes and everything, I'm like, oh, it's about to be over. We're about to, we're about to beat them, and they're going to be so mad about it. And they were so mad during the whole game. Like, when – because when – okay, now I really remember what really had me mad. The whole – the guy that was on the field uh, with the O on, on the field that was scraping his cleat, we were in the oh, locker room. We saw we saw the video on Twitter before the game started. So we're all we're all showing each other like, yo, like y'all see this? Like this this is what's happening right now. Like we're like, all right, we're gonna take that in the we're gonna, we're gonna take that in the mind. And we beat them twenty eight to zero. Like another goose egg. That's that's what was really so happy coming off that off that Georgia Tech win, forty five zero, and then we go into that game and then we goose egg them too. I'm like. This is the perfect situation for Bud Foster. This is the this is the perfect way to go out. Like your last, this is your really last home game, and this is the way you go out. That's a perfect story. Could not agree more. Favorite memory in an away stadium? Florida State freshman year. Gotta be <laughs> that that one catch that put me on. Mm-hmm. That we knew, we knew who you were, but that that let everyone else know who you were. Funniest guy on the team? Jermaine Waller. He's one of the people that will, whenever he feels like somebody needs to get roasted, he's going to make sure you, you hear it from him at all times. And he's going to kill He's gonna kill anybody. Like, And he can go back and forth, and he's going to win every time. That's what's so funny about him. And then he's from D.C., so he has the whole accent to him. So it's just so funny to hear him, like, just go in on whoever he's talking to. And everybody, like, everybody can say he's the funniest person on the team. 
We know we know TikTok became a big thing the last six months or so. Uh, been oh, yeah. watching some TikToks from guys on the team. My favorite TikTok of yours is uh, "Get Loose." I think that's a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but who has the best TikToks on the Virginia Tech Hokies? I hate to say it, but it's it's uh, Khalil Herbert already. Like wow. no way, he hadn't even played a single game for us. But all his TikToks go viral. <laughs> Was this the one in the locker room when he was like panning to everyone asking them what was like wrong, wrong answers only? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what Narell said. Narell was the first answer. His answer was hand soap, but it was like it had so much Florida lingo behind the hand soap, it didn't sound like hand soap. It was hilarious. But uh, all somebody... his all all of his videos go viral. That's why he has the best TikToks. But out of like the best TikToks, like you know, the best dances and all yeah. that. I would like to give that trophy to myself. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't want to be cocky or anything, but uh, yeah, I, I just want to give that trophy to myself because I take a lot of time out of my day to put it into TikTok, and uh, I feel like I produce. Get loose, get loose. I, <laughs> nah, I, that, I, I, I like sing that, that video, song, but Billy. I didn't at the same time. I like that. I like that video, but I didn't because uh, because Jay Beck. Jay Beck messed it up. He wasn't even he wasn't even going the right way with everybody else and it it had me mad, but it was like one of my first TikToks, so I just went ahead and posted it. <laughs> oh man. This one, man, I'm I'm a little I'm a little scared of your answer here. Uh we all watched the last dance documentary. Are we are we a Michael Jordan or are we a LeBron guy? Oh when did Michael Jordan play basketball? When was his NBA career? He played in the nineties. Early okay. late late eighties, early nineties. Do y'all, know when Trey Turner, do, y'all know when, do y'all know what year Trey Turner was born? Uh, 98. I, I'm going to guess 99. 2000. He was born oh in Oh, my gosh. Young. So, so Trey Turner doesn't even – he never watched Michael Jordan play basketball. Like I, I, watched, I watched LeBron James since even when I was three years old, and they played at the, uh, the MLK Classic when they played against Carmelo. I was at that game, but I, I, knew, I knew who LeBron James was, but I, basketball, I didn't really know what was going on. I, I was there watching him play basketball. Right. And he took over a high school basketball game just like that. But he was playing against the number one team in the nation. Like, and I saw that at a young age. And then I saw his greatness. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I watched all of LeBron's greatness. That's why I'm, I'm going to say I'm a LeBron guy. But Michael Jordan is different. Like, you can't you – can't, I don't like comparing those two because Michael Jordan is in his own league. Like, it's like there's, great, there's greatest of eras. There's the Michael Jordan era. There's the Kobe era. There's the LeBron era. That's the that's the only three eras that I know right now. That's the only three eras that I know. So I can't I can't say that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. I can't say Kobe Bryant is better than Michael Jordan. I can't say Michael Jordan is better than Kobe Bryant. I can't say Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. They're all in their own leagues. That's that's, that's a fantastic my answer. That's, that's a great answer. I'm I love that answer. That's fantastic. I love that. People always like to say Bill Russell's overrated. How many games have you watched of Bill Russell? I've watched none. I don't know how good Bill Zero. Russell is. So I, I like that. Very good answer. Very good answer, Trey. To, lead up, to follow up on that, what's your favorite pair of Jordans, and how did you get Coach Fuente started on Jordans? Hmm. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite one pair of Jordans are the Toro Red Force. I, li- I like those shoes, and those are the only pair of shoes that I want to buy, and I, I have not had those in my life, but I've wanted them all my life. If it wasn't those, then it's the Bread 11s. I like the Bread 11s. I always keep a pair of those. And then Coach Fuente with his whole Jordan deal, I didn't, 
I didn't know we started wearing Jordans until one day we were sitting in a receiver meeting room. And he sent, I think he was sitting in his office and he sent a picture of his legs like crossed on the desk of his Jordans. Yep. And he, he asked Hezzy, he was like, how do you feel about this? And Hezzy showed us, I'm not going to say our reaction to the shoes. We, we had a nice little, a nice laugh of, of a good five minutes about the shoes that he had on that day. And um, I don't know, he kind of took off from there. Like once he, once he wore those, then he started getting more pairs. I'm like, when did Coach Fuente start wearing Jordans? Like, why is he wearing Jordans? And he just started doing that. So I let it happen. I, I never commented on it. I, was, I tell him nice shoes, and I smile in his face. That, that's what I say. Every time I see him wearing Jordans, I say, nice kicks. <laughs> who was <laughs> your favorite interview or episode from the podcast? Uh, I liked the one with Tyree. Tyree was good. I, Tyree I wanted was to see, I wanted to, I wanted to see how, like, how he acted just talking to people, and he's the same person that he is talking to me. So I, just, I, I liked his podcast because cool. I'm ready to play with that guy, honestly. He's ready to play I'm with you. Play. He's excited. He, He's electric. <laughs> He's electric. So coming here to the, clo- to the close of our questions till we get to fan questions, then we'll let you uh-huh. roll. This is the quarantine edition. So these are questions specifically catered to, to quarantine. Right. Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever other streaming devices kids use nowadays, what are you watching? What are you watching? What are you binging? I binged watch Outer Banks on Netflix. I, I, I watched that all the way through, through a whole night. I don't know why I did that. Thumbs but up. It was a good show. It was a, it was a good okay. show. I give it a thumbs up. It was a good show. I love okay. that show. Like, uh, Ozark. I, I watched that whole season all the way through again. The the season three. I love that. I love the Ozark. Um, and then other than those two shows, I haven't really. I watched this show called Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. It was a ten episode show that it was like people uh, auditioning to like have a singing career, but it was Ti. It was like Cardi B and Chance the Rapper as the as the uh, as the host. Like they were the judges. So just seeing their reaction, like they would just laugh at people very bad and all of that. It was funny to see that show. But other than that, um, now I'm going to switch to Hulu. I've probably watched about five seasons of Family Guy over again. <laughs> I, I love Family Guy. I watch that all the time. I'll go to, I'll go to Amazon Prime and watch SpongeBob. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I watch SpongeBob sometimes yes. just because you really, like, you didn't, I didn't know that like, as a kid I was learning stuff from SpongeBob. And it's funny to yeah. see, like, it's funny to see like what they're talking about now, and I'm like, wow, I didn't notice when I was younger. But SpongeBob told me this. So other than those shows, I don't really watch a lot of TV, so I can't really give any other input. Um, that was on. solid input. I mean, you gave like four. You gave like four shows. Yeah, but I feel like there was one. Oh, it's a show on Hulu. It's called uh, I think it's called Solar Opposites. Solar I think that's what the show. Opposites. I think that's what the show is called. Just, just watch that. Right. It's a funny show. Solar opposite. It, has, it, it really, it really has no purpose. Like, there's no like key purpose of the show, but it's just a funny show to watch if you have like nothing to do. Like, it's like Family Guy. That's what, that's what it's like. Okay. Favorite quarantine snack. <laughs> <laughs> They're all gone. <laughs> They're all gone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I really like pop tarts, man. Like, I love pop tarts. Pop tarts. Oh, yeah. what throw, flavor? At least throw them. In, you throw them in the toe. Yeah. What flavor? What flavor? Uh, either brown sugar cinnamon or just the plain strawberry. I, I put them in toasters, and then my strawberry okay. pop tarts. I put butter on top of it after I put it in the toaster. Oh, hey, butter on pop tarts. Try, try that. Try that. The the strawberry pop tart after the toaster. Put some butter on it, and then have a cup of milk with it. 
and you'll have a great morning. I promise you. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it, but I don't know I don't know very much. How <laughs> well, just just that. eat one. Just eat one. Then just eat one of them. Okay. Oh right. man. I'm going no, to the grocery what? store right after this so I can go pick up <laughs> get, some. Get some strawberry Pop-Tarts and a stick of butter and go to town. <laughs> That's what the kids are doing nowadays. What is your video game? What do you what do you put what are you playing on the sticks right now? And are you an Xbox or PlayStation guy? Uh PlayStation 4. Uh I used to play Xbox 360, but I went from that to the PS4. Okay. Uh, I play I play Call of Duty Modern Warfare and then I play 2K. Like those are the only two games that are on my system. I have, I have 2K and then I have Modern Modern Warfare. What should, what team do you play with? On two K. Do you randomize it? The Clippers. Okay. Okay. I like I like I like Paul George. Like and Paul George is really good on the video game. So I use them and I win. Okay. Shout out <laughs> to the LA Clippers. <laughs> Spotify playlist. So, well, first off, are you a Spotify guy or an Apple Music guy? Okay. Is both an answer? Both is okay. an answer. Okay. Because okay. because because listen, on the PlayStation. The only way you can listen to music on the PlayStation is if you go to like Spotify while you're playing the game. Like I play okay. my game and while I'm playing 2K, I'm listening to music on my headset too. And okay. I go I go to Spotify and it plays while I play my game. And I like that. Uh Apple Music though, that's just on my phone. Or like if I'm if I'm in the car, I drive a like I drive a decent amount. So I listen to a lot of Apple Music. I listen to more Apple Music than Spotify, but my Spotify playlist would probably be like I don't know. I like uh, I like Jay Z Essentials. Jay Z Essentials. Yeah, it, it makes sure you, it makes sure that you hear all the songs that that you need to hear about Jay Z. Hmm. Hmm. There was a and, time trait. There was a time back in the day where Jay Z. I'm sure you remember. Jay Z took all of his music to title, and you couldn't listen. You couldn't right. listen to any of his music. So shout out to Jay Z for making it more available. I had title too, because I I had to get title as soon as he did that. I'm like, I can't have any of his new albums. Like, why, why would that be a thing? So I got a title. I put it on my mom's card. Uh, she probably didn't know about that until... Veteran move. About, she probably didn't know about that until about two years later. And then she asked me for the... the she said, what's the title, username, and password? And I'm like, how do you know you have a title? <laughs> I'm like, how do you know you have a title? She's like, oh, I saw my card was connected to it. I said, oh, okay. So I gave her the account, and then I don't have a title anymore. So... That's how that works. That's how that works. That's one way to do it. Hashtag get better. What ways have you gotten better during this time in quarantine, having so much time to yourself? You've been reading anything? You've been, I'm sure you've been working out a lot. Anything else? Huh? I've actually been working on my, uh, like, I can't draw at all. I can't do any artistic things like, like drawing, painting, color, like, even filling in coloring, like, like, you know, how they have pictures where you can color in, in between the lines and all of that. I, mm. I still suck at all of that. So I've been trying to like work on, work on little things like that. I've been working out of course, but th- that whole artistic thing, I really want to be able to draw because I feel like that's when people just draw and it's a nice drawing. It's just based off of how they're feeling. Like, it's not like they have any, like they do have purpose behind their, like their, their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? behind their um creative vision yeah somebody yeah something like that um (laughs) they they have a whole purpose behind their their artistic uh works i'm I'm gonna use that and an underlying meaning oh okay okay i like like that i like yeah yeah okay 
Thanks, sons. Um, and then <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I like finding a deeper meaning in the paintings and all of that. So that's why I really want to be able to do stuff like that because I feel like in free time, if you can paint, then that's something fun to do. But I got to see an art in middle school. So like, that's why I really know I can't do anything. Now nah, that's like, in the past, Trey. That's in the past. We're looking forward. Sorry. Oh, well, I tried to paint, uh, I tried to paint Torg Bridge. I think that's what it was. Was it Torg Bridge? Something like that. Oh boy. And it sucked. <laughs> it, it sucked. And I watched it. Like whenever I, whenever I did it, I didn't get to see it until right before the game started on the big screen. And I saw how bad it really looked. And everybody saw that. And it kind of hurt. I'm not going to lie. It kind of hurt. <laughs> it kind of hurt. Everybody's laughing at me. I'm getting Snapchats after the game like, yo, your paintings suck. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. I really tried. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So now we are going to transition into the fan-submitted questions, what we call Letters from the Lunch Pail. And the first one today comes from our boy, Karsten DeWolf. Karsten! Karsten! He asks, third and 15, you need a first down. What route do you trust most to get you open for the first? Uh, it really depends on the coverage. Um, third and 15, I could run something like a post curl and be right at the sticks and have a first down, or I could just run a post, take the top off. Or, or there's a chance that on third and 15, we just do a, a jet sweep because <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm so serious. I'm so serious. And, and they're so, they work. And it can work. They do work. They <laughs> do sometimes, work. Sometimes they, they do work. work. Watch the film. James Mitchell are- has like four touchdowns from jet sweeps and five carries. They work. People are only mad when they don't work. When they work, it's like, oh, that was a great, great play call. Great play. Yeah, call. it's like when they work, everybody's so happy. But the one time it doesn't work, that's when everybody wants to get rid of the jet sweep. Like, no, you just saw two plays ago. We just got a 20-yard rush from jet sweep. Yeah, Wake Forest game. Disclaimer, we said before <laughs> the podcast we would not talk about the, the, yeah, yeah. the jet airlines. You did bring it up. So just saying we have abided <laughs> by our word, Trey Turner. Right, 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 right. My apologies to myself. Sec- the second part of Carson's letter from the lunch pail is what's your go-to post-game meal slash snack? Ooh. I mean, after every game, we get the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. So those really yes. – those those hit on another level. That works. Because you go from eating the food at the hotel before the game and all of that, and then after the game, you get two Chick-fil-A sandwiches and you get the sauce. So that's really what brings me back. And then I have two Gatorades. That brings me back after the game, and I'll, I'll – feel pretty full but then i'll walk i'll just like start walking because i stay in the dorms during this season so i walk to my dorm and then i just go to dx and just ball out get whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> wait are you a potatoes spaghetti or uh or pancake guy in the morning Game spaghetti day. spaghetti yes <laughs> i was spaghetti Yo. too it hurt. It hurt so bad uh, not hearing Danielle say the spaghetti pancakes. And, uh, I can't. Potatoes. I can't even like visualize it not being her spaghetti. Right. Oh. <laughs> they used to be perfect, but not nah, definitely spaghetti though. And then throw a lot of hot sauce on that. Really get my uh, really get my my juices tingling before the game. <laughs> <laughs> question number question number two comes from our boy John Larocque. When you caught that ball against UVA, what was that moment like and what went through your head during that moment? I assume he's talking about the one from your freshman year corner of the end zone. 
Uh, I really like like that whole feeling that I had after like after the ball after I saw the ball land in my hand and I tucked it and I fell to the ground. And I still had the ball in my hand. I'm looking at the ball and I'm like, I really just did this. I'm like, I, I just did this. So I get up, I throw the ball, and I just start screaming. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just like so mad at the world, and I just did one of the best plays that I'll ever do in my career. Like I was just, I was just spazzing out for no reason. And what was going through my head was like just ringing. Like you know how like when you hear like a high pitched ringing noise, like that's all I heard. Like it felt like my head was in fumes. Like and then I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the crowd and everything. I'm just I'm like, wow, I really just did that. And then the next drive, I come and block a punt. Then I lost it. That's my black up. <laughs> From Grant Watson, who would win in a one-on-one basketball game, Hendon Hooker or James Mitchell? Hendon Hooker. Why? Uh, I, I, the only reason I would say, ooh, that's actually tough, honestly, because James is a horse. James is a workhorse. Um, that would be a game, but I feel like Hendon's jumper is so – it's so sneaky that he'll just start hitting and he won't miss. So I feel like that's why Hendon will win because if Hendon gets hot, then I don't really see James stopping him. And then what is your favorite Coach Fuente story? Oh, man. There's so many. Um, my, all right. One of my favorite Coach Fuente memories was it's, – it's small, but it's, like, it's kind of funny because of what we heard in the receiver's room every day and then hearing him say it in the team meeting, they just caught us off guard. So – our uh, our coach Jafar, he's he's from Philly, so he says like "cuz," like you know, like somebody like when you uh want to like you call somebody "cuz," like, and you ne- I've never heard Coach Fuente say that. So we're in the team meeting, and you know how he'll show film and he'll be circling at things and he'll, he'll point to one person and be talking about what they're yep. doing. He'll be like, and he was like, uh, and Cuz is over here doing his whole thing. And then the whole, like, everybody in the receiver room, we just busted out laughing because we're like, we're like, bro, did he really just say that? Like, did he really just do that? Like, I've never heard him say anything of that nature. And he started doing that more and more throughout the season. So that was one of the funniest things from Coach Fuente. I have so many memories with him. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of memories I got with Coach. He's actually a very, he's actually a very funny individual in his own way. What about – talk to me a little bit about this – this This is just a question for me. Ever since that Miami game, those post-locker room, just you come in the locker rooms, water's going everywhere, smiles, laughing. <laughs> how did that – how did that start? I mean, that that's just fantastic. I mean, anytime you get a glimpse of it, the one after the Pittsburgh game where Narelle Pollard was getting everybody going crazy in the pictures, like – let me get a laid back. Dude, <laughs> Yo, those, I want to inject turn- those every time. Those are unreal. <laughs> so how did, how did that start? Well, it, it really started during camp. Like all of the, the whole vibes of how the team acted with each other started during camp. Like before, you know how after practice you would go to the, up to the team meeting room and then you have to wait for a little bit and then somebody would come and start mm-hmm. talking to you. Mm-hmm. But but during that little time, we would have like battles of the offense going back and forth with the defense about like different chants that we're gonna say to each other. Like we're singing song, we're singing full out songs. Like I'm standing in the front like this, like and we're singing songs. Like we're doing that with the defense. Like and I saw that family like just forming throughout the the whole camp. And then we had the little bump in the road. Like the beginning of the season, that was a whole bump in the road. Like that's that's the way we saw it. And then after that Miami game, that's when we realized we can really have fun with this. So after that, like. Once we once we were winning, when we were up, like we're just going, we're gonna turn up for no reason. Like, why not? We we just turned the whole stadium up because we just won. So why not turn ourselves up now? Like now the game is over. Let's have fun. And that will continue throughout the whole night, of course. 
<laughs> Love that. So John Cranham says, big play, Trey, what was your favorite play while at Virginia Tech all time? Oh. Oh, the crayon cam. That's a great question. <laughs> that is a great question. Let me think. Um, all right, my favorite play, honestly, is oh, this is tough because the the catch the catch I had Wake Forest game on on closest to our sideline. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a double move, and then I. It was like a contested catch, but it was coming off of so much momentum because Tavion had just had like one of his first punt returns and he mm-hmm. got us to the 50-yard line. And then I had that catch. And then I was just like, wow, like there was so much momentum behind those two plays right there. That's why that's one of my favorite plays that I've had. But my my all-time favorite play, like, of course, is the the UVA catch. Like that that that's just that's the only one-handed catch I've ever had. And it it was uh, number one play on top 10. So I was really happy about that play right there. Like that, that boosted my career, I guess. And then uh, part two of his question, who do you predict will be breakout players that fans might not know of uh, offensively and defensively for this coming fall? Um, Amari Barno. Nobody knows Amari Barno. Oh yeah. I, I feel like that'll be one that'll really pop out this year. Um, uh, we have a lot of young guys that made impact special teams last year that I know are going to get reps this year. Like it, it's it's a lot of people that nobody is going to remember from last year that, or either came in this year. They're going to have impact like Khalil, uh, all the running backs that came in, uh, the Blackshear. If he plays, if he plays, like he's going to be a big impact on the offensive side of the ball because mm-hmm. he's versatile and that's really how our offense is. So as we were transitioning here, last couple questions uh, come from Instagram. We appreciate the Instagram feedback. We usually get more questions from students on Instagram than we do. We usually get uh, alumni on Twitter, so that's awesome. Grayson, kick us off here with the Instagram questions. At Hokies.VenueS, what are the advantages and disadvantages of being a college athlete? I guess the, the advantages are – the advantages of being a college athlete is that, I mean, if you're on scholarship, then everything's paid for. Uh, if you're not on scholarship, then you still have a lot of advantages that non-college athletes have. Um, like, even like breakfast in the mornings, like we get breakfast, we get go to the dining hall, eat breakfast. Just not, a, we don't have to swipe our hokey pee, like nothing. But disadvantages of being a college athlete, like you don't have, you don't have as much free time and you really don't, you can't really use your voice the way you really want to. Like you can't really say everything you really want to say on social media or to people around the school. Like you can't, you can't do that because you're looked at so much differently on a bigger scale that you really have to realize that you're not, you're not who these people are. Like you have to treat yourself. Like you have to hold yourself to this type of accountability and then they can hold themselves to this. So it's like, you keep that on the top, in the back of your mind. Like you, you have to realize that you, you're, you're a Virginia Tech athlete. Like you hold to a higher standard. You're held to a higher standard than a lot of other people are at this school. Like, it's so many other people at this school that are not at the same standard that we're at. And that's just like the the disadvantages of being a college athlete is just just that. Honestly, like you don't have all the leeway that you really 
think that you do. At Cole Maggard asks, who was the best corner you have ever been matched up against? Like just from, from opposing teams or my team too? Could be either. It just says the best. Um, Caleb Farley and Jermaine Waller. Hell yeah. <laughs> Pro Football Focus agrees. Pro yeah, Football that, Focus that, loves it. them. Love, some love, Caleb yeah. Farley. Really though. I mean, they, they are as good as they're talked about. So, And I've, I've been with them for two years now. Like I, I've seen them become to what they are now. And this is like, yeah, like they're, they're good. They're up there. <laughs> but if we're talking about from opposing teams, then Michael Jackson from Miami, my freshman year, that, that is one of the uh, most uh, intimidating defenders that I've ever seen at corner. At Novice asks, what is your favorite uniform combo? I haven't really worn many. Like my freshman year, we wore the, the Matt Maroon helmets with the all white. I like that. That was, that was first game of the year. Um, and then the rest of that year, we either wore, I didn't, I didn't play the ODU game, so I didn't get to wear the, I like that combo, the, the white helmet, the orange mm-hmm. jersey, the white pants, white accessories. I like that. I, I like that combo, but I didn't get to play in that. And I don't think I am, but, um, I, I'm really a fan of Miami game. My freshman year, we wore all maroon with the Matt Maroon helmet. And I really like that combo. And then the, Matt Maroon helmet with the white face mask. I like that too. But the throwbacks. My, really, my favorite combo that we wore this year is the combo we wore against Boston College. The the glossy maroon helmet with the white yep. face mask. The 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 white jersey with the maroon pants and the white accessories and the white cleats. Like that was that was probably my favorite. But we only wore that one time. I hope we see some more Matt Maroon this fall. Um, Josiah Gruden asks, what would be your overall ranking in NCAA 21 and what would be your speed rating? <laughs> My overall would probably be like a 83, maybe like an 83 to an 87, somewhere between that range. And that would be just because of like, just because I play a lot. That, that's the only reason why I have the, the overall that high. But I think my speed would be like a, It'd probably be like a 92. I feel like that's good enough. I can, I'm, I'm not a 99 speed at all, no. <laughs> if that's what they were hoping for me to say, no, I'm not. I got some quickness, but I really have the whole running full speed for <laughs> forever. Like, no, nah. <laughs> I get tired. Ryan Wilkes 5, what's your overall favorite moment as a Hokie? My overall favorite moment was um, – does that mean is that a football question or is that just being a, a, a Virginia Tech athlete? It could be anything. Just your time at Virginia Tech. What is what is your favorite moment at your time at Virginia Tech? That's a that's a really tough question, honestly. Uh, my my favorite moment would probably be like whenever I really realized like that my teammates like they 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 really rock with me. Like when I realized my teammates really like like me as their teammate, that's when I felt like okay, I'm I'm really a part of this family. Like. I was I was leading, but I wasn't really talking a lot because I didn't know who on my team like really, really like messed with how I am. Because my freshman year, I didn't I didn't. You can ask them like now I can talk about it now because my freshman year I didn't talk a lot. Like my first semester, I didn't talk to a lot of people at all. My during that season, I wasn't really talking a lot. But I feel like once that season was over, once I went into that spring, I wanted my teammates to like me. Like I wanted to start talking to my teammates more because 
that whole DJ crossing situation that happened. And that was like my best friend. Like that was my roommate. And once I realized that he was gone, I realized that I had to start making some more connections. So I, when I, the moment that I realized that a large majority of my team or hopefully my whole team, they like me. That's when I really realized that, all right, I'm, I'm really connected with these guys. Like these are my brothers. I go to war with them anytime. I think that's a good answer. It's a great answer. Okay. And then uh, Sam Jesse says, who are you excited to match up against this year uh, <laughs> on the field, uh, you know, one-on-one? Can y'all take a guess? Uh, I don't know if he's coming back, but that dude, um, uh, Paris, whatever his name is from Pitt. Paris Ford. Was he a linebacker? Or he's no, safety. he's a safety. He's a safety. He's a safety. Mm-hmm. That, dude, that dude brings the boom, that guy. Yeah, he's, he's a probably great one player. of them. Yeah, he's, he's a, a good player. player. Come on, come on, Billy. Um, say his name. I'm trying to think. Who is it? I'm I'm really looking forward to going against Bryce Watts. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I I, I know he's developed. He's fast. Like he's a very fast player. Mm-hmm. When we used to battle and practice every day, like he knows what's up. So I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go against him in the game to see how he how he wants us to come, and we'll see what goes with that. But uh, I don't right. really plan. I don't plan on losing that battle. That's the only thing. Final letter from the LP at Colin Johnson 16 asks goals for this season. Team goals. All right. So it, it starts with, it just starts with winning. Like we, we go one and no, but I, I really like, we should all expect ourselves to win every game we go into. That's the, that's the expectations that I really have for this team because we have the tools and we know what we need to do to get the job done. So I feel like the first goal is just to win every game like every game that we play win and then what comes along with winning every game you 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 get the commonwealth cut back you win the acc championship and and look if you still don't lose you win the national championship so that's my goals that's my goals for every season honestly even whatever the team looks like i'm I'm, i want to win every game if you win every game and you don't lose you you win the acc championship and then you win the national championship because you still don't lose so that's the goals that I have for that team. Personal goals, though, I don't, I don't, I don't, I never look into the personal goals. I just want to, I want to win. So, I mean, hopefully I have a, a great season. I, I hope my stats improve, of course. But if they, if I still have the same stats that I had this year, like same way my stats were the same from my freshman year, like it's fine. Like we went, you saw a record this year compared to freshman year, but I did the same exact thing and we won more games. So, Look, if I still got to do the same exact thing I was doing before to win, and that's fine. I don't have, I don't set personal goals. Love that guy, Trey. You're a fantastic interview. You are wise beyond your years, and again, you are a uh, serious business. You're an you're an absolutely amazing uh, ambassador for the program, uh, and we're really excited to see what you do next year. Wanted to thank you for your time on this Sunday afternoon. I know you got some hoops to play. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully, we can do this again. Yes, sir. Shout we can do this whenever y'all want to, man. Shout outs. Shout outs. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. Oh, oh, oh man. What am I doing? Oh, you almost Matt, wounded, I'm surprised huh? you, I did almost. <laughs> I almost dropped the ball. You're right. I got so caught up in trying to be a team guy that I just didn't team it out. What do we got? What do we got? Shout outs. Trey Turner, this is your opportunity to shout out whoever you want to shout out. Plug your social media and let people know where we can watch you dance on TikTok. Let, get, give, it, give us the whole uh, lowdown here. Um... I'll start with my own my own shout outs to myself. Uh y'all can y'all can follow me on TikTok at one Trey Turner one. Uh follow me on Twitter. I, I I'm on Twitter a lot. I'm I'm pretty active. I, I like talking. I 
I still do the same thing I did when I was in high school. Like, I, I'm going to talk whenever I want to reply to a tweet. It's simple as that. If somebody talks to me, I'm probably going to talk back. Uh, follow me on there. You know, I'm, I'm, it's probably fun to read. Uh, my Instagram, you can follow me on there if you want to. It's at underscore Trey11 underscore. And then I don't really use too much, uh, no other social media. But uh, I, I like to give a shout out to my mom, of course. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for her. I hope she listens to this. She actually, she is going to listen to this. I don't know why I said I hope she does, but she will. Um, I give a big shout out to my my team, my my coaches, everybody that has had any connection with me with Virginia Tech. I, I, I give them a shout out because I really became a man at Virginia Tech, and I couldn't be more thankful for that. And a shout out to you guys, of course. Like look at like look at y'all, y'all. Big shout out. Funds of Saturday. So. <laughs> I give a shout out to y'all, and uh, I don't really have any other shout out. Shout out to Hokie Nation, of course, of course. That that was my connection to Virginia my. Tech, but the, Hokie Nation is always that that's connected to me. That's that's in my heart. So, big shout out to Hokie Nation. We appreciate you, Trey. We'll do this again soon. Thank you so much. Of course, thanks, y'all. <laughs>